Jesus, we just praise you this morning. We thank you for everything you've done already, everything you've spoken to us already this morning. And we just turn our attention to you. Church, just lift your voice. In your own words, just, just turn your attention to him. Just praise him. Prayer is not a, it's not a spectator sport. Jesus, we just spoke into us and what you're going to continue to speak to us this morning and throughout this week. I pray this morning that as we're here that you would just Just awaken our hearts. You would transform us. You'd make us more like you. We'd be transformed into your image and your likeness. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Awesome. There's so much already that Jesus has spoken to us, right? And uh, I want to read something to you. from Acts chapter 1. I'm just, I, I really feel this morning that, that I have a message lined up, but uh, one with, with everything that's already happened, I, I just want to continue with, with what God has already been speaking. Uh, so I'm actually going to preach that message next week. So that's okay? You guys okay with a last minute right turn? <laughs> Find out next week. Uh, turn with me to Acts chapter 1. And we're going to start at uh, verse f- 3. This is what it says. It says, After the sufferings of his cross, Jesus appeared many times to these same apostles over a 40-day period. Jesus proved to them with many convincing signs that he had been resurrected. During these encounters, he taught them the truths of God's kingdom realm and shared meals with them. Jesus instructed them, don't leave Jerusalem, but wait here until you receive the gift that I told you about. The gift the Father has promised. For John baptized you in water, but in a few days from now, you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And every time they were gathered together, they asked Jesus, Lord, is it now time for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? And he answered, the Father is the one who sets the fixed dates and the times of their fulfillment. You're not permitted to know the timing of all that he has prepared by his own authority. But I promise you this. I want, I want us just, just for a minute, 
pay attention to this because when Jesus promises something, there is nothing that can get in the way. When Jesus promises something, it's not like, like, well, maybe this will happen. This is maybe a possibility. When this is a guarantee from the same mouth that spoke and there was light. That when he spoke, light separated from darkness. He says, this is what Jesus promised. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will be filled with power. And you will be my messengers to Jerusalem throughout Judea, the distant provinces, even to the remotest place on earth. And right after he spoke those words, the disciples saw Jesus lifted into the sky and disappear into a cloud. And as they stared into the sky watching Jesus ascend, two men in white robes suddenly appeared beside them. They told the startled disciples, Galileans, why are you staring up into the sky? Jesus has been taken from you into heaven, but he will come back the same way that you saw him ascend. The disciples left the Mount of Olives and returned to Jerusalem, less than a mile away. And arriving there, they went into a large second floor room to pray. Those present were Peter, John, Jacob, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, Jacob, the son of Alphaeus, Simon the Zealot, Judas, the son of Jacob, and a number of women, including Mary, Jesus' mother, his brothers, were there as well. And all of them were united in prayer, gripped with one passion, interceding night and day. You know, so often we, we, we talk about that following this, the, the, the Holy Spirit comes and falls on the believers. And, and it says there were 2,000 added to their number. It went from 120 in a room. Maybe about twice what we have in here right now. In a room. In one day to 2,000 added to their number. And, and we get so jacked and excited that... that that happened, we're like, wow, that's incredible. 2,000 in a day. We get so excited about the Holy Spirit coming and falling on us. Because that's what Jesus promised. And, and we should get excited about that. But we tend to skip over this part. All of them were united in prayer. Gripped with one passion. Interceding night and day. And at, this morning I was going to launch into our, our vision series talking about vision for the next 10 years of the church and, and the mission of the church and where we are going as a family. And like I said, I'll get, we'll talk about that next week. But I think there's something to be said about this where, where here we have this group of disciples from such a variety of backgrounds. We have fishermen, we have tax collectors, we have zealots who are rebelling against the government. We have Jesus' brothers and mother who at one point didn't even believe that he was the Messiah. Gathered together in a room. And as Jesus gave them this vision saying, look, this is what's going to happen. I promise you this is what's going to happen. And he outlaid a vision for them of what their lives were going to look like. 
they probably thought, oh, that was a good message. Right? That was, that was really encouraging. We're going to be Jesus' messengers. But it was the vision that caused them to be united in prayer. It was, it was coming together with one common vision. Where Jesus said, this is where you're going. And they said, okay, we believe you. And so what was the first thing they did? What's the first thing they did? It's in Acts chapter 1. You can read it. It's an open book test. What's the first thing they did? What did, what did you say? They prayed. They, yeah, they gathered together. That's right. The first thing they did is they came into a room. They came together. Right? Read, looking at Jesus' declaration over them. He says, I promise you this. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will be filled with power and you will be my messengers to Jerusalem through Judea, the distant provinces, even the remotest places on earth. Church, that is, that is Jesus' call for his disciples. And you hear about missional churches who are all about going out and reaching and, and, and touching the lost. And that's true and that's right. But there's something that happened that, that Jesus promised before that. It was the coming of the Holy Spirit. It was a recognizing on the disciples part that they couldn't do it on their own. Being a messenger for Jesus, they couldn't do without the power of the Holy Spirit. Now remember that the disciples who had just given up their lives to follow Jesus. They, I just want to give this a little bit of context for a minute. They gave up three years of their lives. They gave up their businesses. They gave up their families. They walked away from everything. To follow Jesus. They followed him for three years. And at the end of the three years. They watched him beaten and crucified and hung on a cross. They thought that's it. We've been duped. And then three days later. With the, the most incredible thing happens. They're meeting together in an upper room. And Jesus just walks through the wall. Talk about a grand entrance. He walks through the wall and he's like, hey guys, how's it going? And then it says that, that he met with them numerous times over the next days. Proving that he was actually resurrected, that, that he was, and, and, and teaching them about the kingdom. And so now they've gone from the lowest, deepest valley in their life to the highest point. Like, for sure, now is the time that Jesus is going to restore the kingdom of Israel. He's going to go out and he's going to destroy the Romans. We're going to have mass protests. So they're like, Jesus, aren't, isn't it time now? And then before their eyes, he ascends into heaven. 
And they're left standing there staring into the clouds. Lowest valley, highest mountain. What now? And so I want to encourage you this morning. We're talking talking about being a church anchored in prayer. But without vision, there's no unity in prayer. And it's through that unity in prayer, it's through that gathering and, and being gripped with one passion because of the shared vision that we see the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The activating of the church for the mission that they're, they're called to. I want to encourage you this morning, if you feel like you, like Diane shared, are walking through a valley right now. If you're faced with a situation, you're like, I don't actually physically know how to move forward with this. Jesus' solution was the Holy Spirit. Being filled with the Holy Spirit. The very Spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Do you realize that, that that it's not a smaller Holy Spirit? Like you're not getting like the 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 uh, kids meal. It's not like Jesus had the maybe McDonald's is a bad example because their food just gets smaller and smaller anyway. It's not like Jesus had the steak and you're getting the McNuggets. the same spirit the same Holy Spirit the same spirit that while Jesus was on earth he walked in to heal the sick to raise the dead But it starts here. All of them were united in prayer. Gripped with one passion. Interceding night and day. I don't want to ask you this morning, what is your passion? Are we as a church gripped with one passion? I am so hungry to see Jesus. That's my passion. That's what I'm going to preach every single day that I have an opportunity. I want to preach Jesus. 
And you might say, well, well, what happens once we've preached all of Jesus? Then, then what are you going to talk about? There's always more. That's right. There's always more. Here's one thing. I'm going to close here right away. But if we're going to be a church that preaches Jesus, if we're going to be people who preach Jesus, some people are going to find it offensive. Because the message of Jesus is countercultural. I say that again. The message of Jesus is countercultural. When culture says rebel, Jesus says submit. When culture says hate, Jesus says love. When culture says be judgmental, Jesus extends grace. When culture says create division, Jesus says create unity. And so I want to encourage us, as we, as we talk about prayer, as we look at prayer, that we would have such a vision for our community. That we would have such a vision looking forward over the next 10 years. So I'm really like, I don't even have my own life together for the next 10 years. As we grab hold of what Jesus is saying and what he's doing and what he wants to do in our lives and in our communities, it's at that point that we become united in prayer. That we be gripped with one passion. We can read that we can be like, well, interceding night and day sounds tedious. But I promise you, Interceding night and day is the natural outflow. It's, it's not something that's tedious when it's something you're passionate about. All of them we're united in prayer, gripped with one passion, interceding night and day. Church, there is so much more. There's so much more that God wants to do. There's so much more that he wants to do in your lives. There's so much more he wants to do in my life. There's so much more he wants to do in our community. And we need to get a hold of that vision if we're going to move forward united in prayer. The the unity in prayer doesn't happen without the unity of vision. That's, 
if you don't remember anything else this morning, that's, that's what I wanted to highlight, is that, that without a unity in vision, or sorry, if we want to see a unity in prayer, we need to have a unity in vision. And so over the next number of weeks, that's what we're going to be looking at. That's what we're going to be diving into is, is where is God taking us as a church over the next 10 years? What are the things that, that we want to see grow and develop? What are the things that we want to put into place now? What are the small victories we need to win today so that we can get there? Let's pray together. I just want to invite you, just, just if, you, if you will, can you just stand with me? Just as a... Yeah, and let's just pray together. Jesus, we just thank you this morning. We thank you for what you've done this morning. I thank you for the shift that's taken place in this place this morning. Holy Spirit, we just welcome you here. We so desperately need you. There's no substitute. And we're so done with pretending. We're so done with religion. We're so done with the fake. We just want you, Jesus. So Holy Spirit, I just ask right now that you would just blow through this place. You touch hearts. That you just baptize us afresh this morning.